Ever wonder what it's like to hear your friend orgasm or take a poop? Reveal these mysteries and more with the Chicago-born piracy game, Utter Nonsense, available at Target stores nationwide. And if you like, you can donate at any time to openended.fm slash donate with any change, money that folds, check, whatever you like. We really appreciate it. Also, if you'd like to become a member at our Patreon site, starting at $1 a month, go to patreon.com slash open-ended to become a member. Again, that is patreon.com slash open-ended. And our Patreon supporters this week are... Stuart. Stuart. Classy. Classy. Jennifer. Jennifer. Joel. Joel. Will. Will. Quote unquote Michael. Quote unquote Michael. And the Revision Path Podcast. Revision Path Podcast. We're making a goal of 250 a month for supporters. And so far we have 223 more to go. So if you want to be a part of that lovely bunch of people, um, make sure to go to patreon.com slash open-ended. What was that again, sir? Patreon.com slash open-ended. Also, we want to do another shout-out. As some of you may know, we share space with the good folks at Cards Against Humanity. Um, We record out of their own studios because they're so nice and allow us to do that. So we want to give a shout-out to them because they are, in fact, looking for a design intern. So if you are still in college and you make awesome design, uh, you should go to cardsagainsthumanity.com slash intern. Again, that's cardsagainsthumanity slash intern. It's a really cool place to work, I promise. This is an open-ended podcast. I'm Sher Vincent. And I'm James T. Green. Stop the spider and receive a free iPod. Congratulations, you won. Hot singles on Craigslist. One weird trick to lose that belly fat. Congratulations, you won! Your Mac is slow. Clean it up with the Mac Keeper. Hey, Cher. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually in like a pretty good mood today, which is excellent. I have my coffee. I'm pretty awake. I'm here. I'm present. So I'm good. Nice. How about you? I'm all right. Um, I had a pretty eventful weekend. Oh, yeah. What made it so eventful? Uh, I was in Austin, Texas. So... Yeah, I like flew out Thursday morning at like seven thirty AM. Ugh. And then um and then I flew out at six thirty AM on Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I was there for about three days. It was really fun. I had a good time. It was uh, my best friend's wedding. Oh, nice. Tony. Oh, weddings are great. We were just at a wedding over the weekend, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and another good friend of mine, too. But I want to hear about yours, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, he was my best friend. I've known him for almost 10 years. And his wife, which is a weird thing to say, but him and Jill, his wife, have been together since 08, and I put them together. We all met... Um, she and I had a class together in our sophomore year. Yeah, mm-hmm. sophomore year. And then um, she and I we were at a Halloween party together. And Tony and I had known each other for a number of years already. So she was like, who's that? And I was like, oh, that's my t- I'm Tony. And <laughs> she was like, can you introduce me? I'm like, yeah, sure. And uh, they pretty much have been together ever since. It's kind of beautiful and gross, but like in a really wonderful way. Like I am... I've been a huge like supporter of the relationship for a really long time. So um, it was really great to see them get married. And she, um, her parents have this really great ranch about two hours away from Austin. So we were hanging out there most of the weekend. So oh, really nice. That sounds nice. It was nice. Unfortunately, so. this is not the wedding podcast by oh, Sharon James. Damn, okay. So coming off oh. <laughs> and shut that shit down. Well, I mean, I am kind of the same way. Like, I'd love to just talk about weddings all day, but we're not. Because instead, we're going to talk about something really terrible. And that is the big collective internet argument on ad blocking. It was just ad blocked me a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like, we just, like, we're just, like, fuck segues. And we're yeah, just, exactly. You know, it was like a irk kind of <laughs> moment. We probably should have looked in the post for, like, a record scratching. You know what? I just might might as well add Please that. Please do. <laughs> yeah, so we were just kind of talking about it, and we were like, you know what? Like, let's talk about advertising. And it's really kind of funny, because this is going to be a really kind of inside baseball-y episode, because we ourselves, we are an ad-sponsored podcast. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, kind of want to talk about the ethics in it. Is mm-hmm. there ethics in it? Like... What like you know? What's your take on it? Like, um, how do you? What like? What's your experience with accessing, uh, quote unquote, content online? I don't know. I mean, like, you have to like go to like is capitalism ethical? Like that kind of <laughs> right? <laughs> that kind of argument. But um, I don't know. I I have a love hate relationship with it. I understand the hustle. Understand knowing that what ads do for the people who are trying to produce a product and trying to make money i understand it but then also it kind of takes away sometimes from the content like i'm not the biggest uh, supporter of like doing hard endorsements mm-hmm. i don't really think that um it's not the best way to make a profit necessarily because hmm. like i don't know for me i'm fickle with products I get bored easily and sometimes I'll look at the product for a little while and then I'll stop using it. And it would be, um, it wouldn't be honest of me to say, I support this thing and I think it's great. And after two months I stop using it. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like my relationships with different products and different content changes. And I can't say that I'll love this such and such product forever. Because mm. that's not how I am. So it would be dishonest if I made an endorsement like that. But mm. um, I think what's great about um, ad blocker, ad, ad content, I guess, is that um, you are allowed to be 
um, what am I trying to say here? You're allowed to have your content be produced or at least given a avenue where you can't make money. Mm-hmm. And well, it's kind of like it's quote unquote free for the people to read it. Sure, you know what I mean. And with the exchange of um, your attention or listen to, to it, right, right, or even listening to it. Um, yeah, I had that weird experience, um, especially with um, it was SoundCloud actually, mm. and I was not aware that SoundCloud moved to an ad-supported um, formula. I had just been so used to, you know, streaming stuff for free. I'm completely, un- I'm completely aware, you know, nothing in life is free. But it was kind of jarring. It was like I was listening to a mix, and then all of a sudden an ad for, like, a car company just popped in in the middle. And I was like, wait, this is not the mix. But then it was that weird feeling where I understand why they're doing it. You know, their funding money is running out, and they have to monetize somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, what, what, like, what do you feel sucks about it? Like, other than, like, kind of giving away your attention for this thing. Like, it has to be here. It's something that we've grown up with. Like, what do you feel is terrible about it? Um, I don't know. I guess coming from a person who's still trying to figure out her money situation. <laughs> right. Aren't um, we always honestly? I know. Damn. But like. Um, I think for me, where I have some kind of like tension is when I'm reading something on my phone or reading an article on my computer, and then it won't let me read the entire article. It's like mm. for five dollars a month or like fifteen dollars a month or whatever a week, you're like you can read the entire article, or like you've reached your limit mm-hmm. for this month of free articles, and it's like, oh, well. I don't, and then at that point, it's like, ah, fuck it. I won't read the rest of it. I just won't know what happened on the right, other end. Right, right. And it sucks. Like, I, there's a few articles that I've enjoyed, and I do have um, some, some, I, I do have like some publications that I really like and I really admire and really like reading stuff, but I can't always, and I understand they're trying to make money and they're trying to make a profit, and mm-hmm. it's a, it's a profitable business model, but right. it's just sometimes just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I guess that leads right into the big debacle, and that is like actually the ad blocking software. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're unaware, um, this big conversation kind of started about because Apple released iOS 9, which is their newest operating system, and it allowed the ability for developers to develop um, ad blocking software um, to be available in the App Store. And this allows for customers to easily download the apps and enable these content blockers. Um, I think we talked about it on a past episode, mm-hmm. um, which allows people to not only block certain piece of co- pieces of content, whether it's CSS or JavaScript blocks, but more than likely they're going to be used to block advertising. Um, and it's one of those things where this type of software has been available for other platforms for so long, but since Apple's platform is so mainstream and used by millions and millions of people, mm-hmm. it's seen as such a big deal, almost like it's a big turning point. Um, so do you use any ad blockers on your devices here? Um, no, not right now. Um, I've been kind of, yeah, I don't really, cause I, I'm still trying to understand it. Right. Right. And I am kind of gun shy about just releasing that kind of, um, uh, availability on my phone, mm-hmm. I guess. So no, not now, but um, I'm pretty sure I will be soon. Right, right. 
because I don't, again, I don't really interact with that many ads, especially on my phone so much. My ads are usually on my computer. And with that, like... Do you have them on your computer, though? Um, not ad blockers, no. Like, oh. I probably should. I mean, I do, I, I don't know. I'm so, I'm so illiterate when it comes to this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's, <laughs> it's all good. This is how, this is the point of this podcast. We, yeah, we um, work it out as we fly. And yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I have like malware protection, but that's totally mm-hmm. different. Totally different. So, yeah, I, I don't, I guess like whatever is in the system, like with my Google Chrome, I guess I have, and mm-hmm. it gives me that prompt. It's like, do you want to allow this pop up? I'm like, no. Oh, so you just use like the built-in. The built-in. Software. I don't yeah. have any additional yeah. software. And it's really interesting because you're coming from that point, even as the point of a PC user, mm-hmm. um, which is a completely different world. But yeah, exactly. there's still millions of people that use PCs. Mm-hmm. Right. Me, on the other hand, I do use ad blockers on all my devices, um, my laptop, my iPad, and iPhone. The thing that I do do is I do whitelist certain sites um, to allow for their ads to come through. Uh, sites that I enjoy are usually sites that are by independent um, writers and developers, sites that I frequent um, heavily. And these whitelisted sites, they use ads that are uh, non-tracking, um, just images, um, and they're usually for ads, um, sorry, they're usually for products that I really enjoy, and I've actually ended up downloading and purchasing them, um, so I feel like that's almost like my point, my little moral dilemma, or mm-hmm. kind of like, it helps me feel good, um, <laughs> knowing that the people that I do support, um, not monetarily directly, but I at least will give them my piece of attention to read their um content um you know when i eat breakfast right you know so do you end up ever paying for stuff online like do you pay for reading pieces of work or yeah i have two subscriptions right now yeah for what um god this doesn't smell like a pretentious jerk um literally okay the new yorker and um, the Harvard Business Review currently. Oh, I love the Harvard Business Review. I do too. Um, I've had both of them for about five years now, so it's just kind of like what I pay for. It's like one of my bills. I did have Wall Street Journal for a while and also The Economist, but God, mm-hmm. I'm like a pretentious asshole. Um, but It's really okay. If anybody thought you were pretentious, they would have been left. <laughs> we're on what, episode 22? I know. I think we got a pretty good idea who you are. Okay. <laughs> appreciate it but um i just really like the content they have um and i've always really enjoyed what i've read um i wish i could pay for more i wish i could actually pay for like or actually subscribe to like chicago tribune Mm -hmm. um because i have friends who work at the chicago tribune and i would like to be a supporter for that but right um yeah i can only do so much unfortunately um probably actually um, right now, probably scale back a little bit on those publications just because I'm not reading them as much. But mm-hmm. um, I think the Harvard Business Review was actually the first one that I actually decided to make a subscription to, and it's probably the one, the last one I'll actually, if I ever turn it off, it'll be the last one I do it on. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like you're getting a value out mm, of paying absolutely. for it? Like, do you get any kind of different, differing content from like the new things that they post online for quote unquote free? Yeah, like I said, um, like before, 
when it says if you you've reached your your limit i never get that and i always like business harvard business review is probably one of the first if not the first thing i check in the morning Hmm. for like articles because they always have something going on and something interesting to read Hmm. and um i don't know i've always really enjoyed what they had to say they're pretty spot on with a lot of trends, especially in the business and financial dis- um, financial industry. Mm-hmm. And for such a long time in my life, that was kind of where my head was. So, um, yeah, especially when I was like, you know, trying to get into business school and all that stuff. Um, right. I really went into that mindset for sure. And, and even, even that's not, not even from like a finance um, standpoint they have really interesting articles like their human resources articles are one of the best yeah in the game oh man they're so good they're so good i think the only other one that competes is probably um the charm which is shrm.org and it's an organization it's the biggest human resources organization in the world hmm. um you're gonna have to put that in the show notes yeah it's one, i do not know about that yeah it's great um yeah so mm-hmm. um but yeah it's I the pay what I pay for online it's great but then also you have like music stuff um like right now I had I had Spotify for about four years and I recently discontinued my premium with Spotify because I've I'm a complete convert to Apple Music now mm-hmm. and I think Wednesdays when I'll start be paying well I'll be paying a monthly fee for <laughs> Apple Music because right, I right. think the um the three month trial ends on the thirtieth so I think Thursdays when I'll get the first nine ninety nine bill for that but I'm mm-hmm. a complete convert yeah I, and that's an interesting kind of differing parallel between like free spotify which is like all right like every couple of songs you know you listen to this thirty minute I mean like a thirty minute thirty second um. Feels like thirty minutes though. Sometimes, like, damn, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't care thing. about this. Me yeah. sad. Yeah, exactly. Um, versus just you know, I give you money and you give me music mm-hmm. type thing, and that's a completely different episode for sure <laughs> about music ethics. Um, yeah, and I don't know, like this whole debacle, and it just kind of feels like it, it's just kind of been really thinking about it, especially um, while we ourselves are trying to think about like how we monetize. Um, mm-hmm. as a podcast yeah and here we are you know creating stuff for the internet um that you can get for free mm-hmm. um but yet it costs money to run yep <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like figuring out okay what's the best way to you know feel like that we're getting something out of it because you know we still have to pay for groceries mm-hmm. um you know rent's always due on the first yep but we still love what we do you know, um, so I thought it might be kind of interesting to kind of talk about how we deal with sort of like going with ad routes, um, you know, going through donations. What do you think, sir? Um, I really like the idea of donations, I think. No, honestly, I love <laughs> yeah, donations. Yeah. And it's because it's a choice. Mm-hmm. And you're so, giving that person a choice to make that donation you're, it's you're, you're asking but they can always say no and the fact right. that they um the fact that they do from the kindness of their heart is way more meaningful than getting um you know something that you signed up for right and yeah then, it's kind of like a like a kind of like a tip jar absolutely no it's it's totally yeah. and it's a like virtual mo- chip jar and it's like the most direct way where you can um 
say, hey, I like what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I co-sign. can do this for you. Yeah. And like, I know I found that to be like the most comfortable, like for podcasts that I listen to, um, such as This Week in Blackness or The Black Guy Who Tips or some other uh, various, like, you know, all those various NPR podcasts, like it's so easy to like give them a donation and it kind of feels like that's like the most direct way of like, Oh yeah, I like what you do. I'm mm-hmm. going to send you something. Um, I don't know, but it almost seems like that's like not the default, especially with podcasting. Like Mm-mm. there still needs to be that direct support or even advertising, you know, mm-hmm. not, you know, Hey, <laughs> we just did like what a minute of advertising at mm-hmm. the beginning of this episode, you know? Yeah. Um, and it feels like podcasting is not at that stage yet um that um writing online has gotten you know and i i don't know if it's because the metrics or the abilities to track um people who listen to advertising mm-hmm. hasn't reached that way um as display advertising on writing websites have been where they can literally tell who is it that's looking at this advertisement you know what's their demographic what's their income um how many times have they stayed where did they where did the mouse go you know, there's no right. way to tell if you listening to this hit that 30 second uh, skip button. Exactly. And tripped right here. Yeah. What do you think, Sarah? Um, I think there's different ways to monetize that kind of income, mm-hmm. I guess. But um, for me, I know I've seen other examples like Gimlet Media. They have like the membership right. package and they have certain content that's available exclusively through that membership. And I think that's interesting that um and it's a different way like how you have like hulu and their um their um, ads showing up on certain content and it's split up and you can have it with the hulu plus to um they actually have two versions of hulu plus to get limited or commercials or commercial free so there's different levels of of how you can deal with ad ad advertisements through the content but um yeah like i know some podcasts where they do um they have like their free ad uh laden episode mm-hmm. and if you sign up to be a member then you get a different rss feed that you subscribe to that has no ads in it right and it's, and it, and it's weird it seems like this ad hockey way because podcasting is still in that infancy of right. it's a simple rss feed and you're uploading audio files to the internet and there's no <laughs> yeah and there's yeah. no regulated um sort of uh guidelines behind right. it it's it's like, like yeah yeah like um like uh, wtf um, yeah, he has, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he has like six hundred plus episodes, and only his first hundred, his most recent hundred, are available for free. If you want to get to his archives, you got to pay at least two dollars a month to be a member. Yeah, yeah. It so, just seems like it's kind of like podcasting is like at that early stage of blogging. Oh, totally. Where uh, you know everybody's like writing this stuff online. It's like, oh, how cool! But it's like, oh yeah, these things take a lot of time and how time is money. money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I don't know. I know we didn't resolve one damn thing. No, and, and I don't think... There's a lot of speculative. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it is, too. I mean, like, we it's hard to put your finger on what the next step is just mm-hmm. because technology is constantly changing, too, mm-hmm. in regards to this. So, I don't know. I think that the model of membership is at least giving that donation feel where mm-hmm. you can choose to be a member. Do you feel like that's going to be the route that things go once like ad blocking becomes more apparent and people start getting tired of 
I think having so. large ads that block up entire content. I think so. I think that's because you know you have the example with Spotify and um, like RDO and all those other and Pandora. They have all these ads. A lot of the time, like at like I know with gosh with Spotify, it's really annoying. It's like every three songs. You can't get through an album without listening to like five advertisements and it's it takes you out of the music. Right. And I think people would rather, you know, shell out some money and actually have a musical experience than having to um deal with somebody talking about Macy's. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly. Yeah, but it, I mean like to you know, plays devil's advocate here, you know, if we're thinking about like other forms of media, like for example, people that download um games for their phones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have uh, a few friends that have made um, pay-to-play games, and yep. they had to go free because nobody would pay like two bucks for a game, and instead to get a free version of it with ads at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's like some people will will yeah. stick with ads if they don't have to pay Absolutely. for something. Yeah. So, so do you feel like that's like a minority of people that are like, I will give you money. I don't know for something. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I'm one of those people who have downloaded games and I've gotten free versions of it. But then again, I have probably spent so much money on two dots that I don't even want to think <laughs> about how much money I spent on that game because I just have to get to the next level. I just have to get to the next level. Like I will spend at least a dollar a day on dots. I play that like, on constantly, and they <laughs> I could probably have spent the money that I spent on dots over the past I don't know two years that I played that game probably could have gone on a trip hmm. so i mean i don't know who's doing it right who's doing it wrong but i think that um technology is constantly changing and mm-hmm. hopefully we will figure out a way where we can meet somewhere in the middle yeah i feel like if we make it to like five years doing this podcast we should do a follow-up yeah and see how <laughs> and see how the ad industry oh my gosh, has be wonderful and see how the ad industry has changed in five years For since sure. this Huge debacle of ad blocking kind maybe, of hit the mainstream. Maybe five years, I can think like two years. Yeah, maybe two years. Yeah, stuff moves kind of quick. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we solved nothing, solved um, nothing with this conversation, but kind of thought out loud mm-hmm. and it felt good. And I think too, if you guys have any feedback or if you want to put it on the Facebook, your thoughts about this, what you think um, is going on with this, you can continue the conversation online. Yeah, yeah, actually, that would be really cool. Um, we have never had follow-up in any episode that we've ever done of Open Ended, but we really want follow-up. Yeah. So we want to know what y'all are thinking about, like, the whole ad-blocking um, debacle, especially from people that aren't in the quote-unquote technology sphere. You know, I want to know what it is that y'all think about it. Yeah, because um, you so, guys are interacting with you, too, no matter what. Yeah. Like, ads are everywhere. Yeah, so, you like... You can't avoid them. Yeah, so um, you can like tweet at us at Open Ended FM. Um, we have a brand new Facebook group now, mm-hmm. um, Facebook page, Open yeah, Ended yeah. Podcast, and you can um, leave us a comment under the new episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you can, it'd be really rad if you sent a voice memo mm-hmm. to the Open Ended Podcast at Gmail dot com, uh, just letting us know your thoughts. And if it's pretty rad, um, we'll include it at the beginning of the next episode. This week, we would like to give a cool shout out from the Chicago Podcast Co-op. 
a grad, really rad podcast called Campaign. In the Campaign podcast, a small, consistent group of Chicago improvisers play through an ongoing role-playing game set in the Star Wars universe. My overwrought narration as we enter another bottle episode! Let's open up mysteries, I think. Lynn, you are actually leading on a great mystery. Who contacted the ship? Do we have any ideas? Are we talking about the Inquisitor? No. Are we? Are we? No, we're not. We, we, maybe we are. We're talking about the tip-off. We're talking about this. She takes the picture of her in the kyber crystals. Get us down. It's hosted by Cat Call. That is Campaign at the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Hey, Sarah. Hey. You know what time it is? Uh, what time is it? Well, too late. It is open call time. Open call time. <laughs> so what is your open call this week, Sarah? Okay, I have two. I haven't done two in a while, but who cares? One is brand new in my life, and one I rediscover. So the All first right. one, yeah. The first one is this show called Transparent. Oh, oh my yeah. god, I have so many feels about this show. Um, I started watching it on my flight to Austin and finished and then went through most of it on the way back to Austin and then finished it yesterday. So like essentially I watched the whole series in like three days. Wow. No regrets. It's wonderful. Um, if you're not familiar, Transparent is a show starring Jeffrey Tambor. He was the father, the patriarch of George slash Oscar Bluth on Arrested Development. And he is the patriarch of this family, this Jewish family in L.A. He has three adult children and a divorced wife, played by Judith Light from Ugly Betty and Who's the Boss. And um, he's about mid-60s and decides to come out to his family as trans. And it's about his transition as a transgender, going through his journey, but also it's his three adult children. And they have their own transitions as adults into wherever they're going as well as his ex-wife as transitions so it's not just him going through this journey but them as a family it reminds me a lot of six feet under and that family dynamic so it's got a lot to do with like transgender communities there's a lot of like extras and like tertiary characters or secondary characters who are transgender and they never actually bring up the fact that they're transgender they're just people so that's really great, and I really enjoyed that a lot. And the storylines are great. It's really just a beautiful, really wonderful written show. There's even some like surrealism in later episodes. Like it's dope as fuck. So my cosign, my call out is for um, transparent. That's my first one. And then my second one is um, oh my gosh, I'm kind of embarrassed, but. Head of State with Chris Rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Head of State with Chris Rock. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, gosh, it was about 2 a.m. Saturday morning, and I'm watching the show because I couldn't go to sleep because I had a flight at 6.30. I had to leave the ranch at, like, 5. I had to be at the airport at 5. I, like, really ranch around 4. So I'm up all night, and 2 a.m., it's on TBS. I'm like, hell, yeah, I'm watching this movie. And it was me and a couple other people watching this and just, like, all these like random memories from my childhood because I watched this in like high school and it's such an interesting 
film just because of this time period. It was two years after 9-11. We had just gone to Iraq. And the idea that a black president, let alone what happened not five years from now, was unflappable. <laughs> it was unbelievable, unthinkable. So just watching this film and knowing what was going to happen all these years later is really interesting to watch. I mean, like, even Obama wasn't even on the radar yet. He wasn't going to be on the radar in 2004 when he did the de- when he did his keynote speech at the Democratic Convention. Like, you, you, it was, it's insane. So just watching that movie was really great. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because there's a special part in this movie that is so incredible. And I've been humming it all weekend is Nate Dogg. <gasps> yes! Nate fucking r.i.p nate dog he was like a greek muse in the whole film and he like did the theme song oh my gosh yes oh man i used to sing that so so much and like me and my sister would just be like this is messed up this really sucks and like that was it yeah we didn't do the rest of it but Yes, it is just such a great movie. It's funny. It's not the best film out there by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just really fun to watch. And no, it's right up there with like Citizen Kane. <laughs> it's a beautiful life, and <laughs> it's so good though. And I like, I love Chris Rock so much, but definitely Nate Dogg and the beautiful, beautiful segues of um, narration that he did in that film was just bar none the best. R.I.P. Nate Dog. Nate Dog, we, we lost you too soon, buddy. Mm. Let's pour some out for homie. But yeah, those are my call outs this week. What about you, James? Oh man, that just made my life right now. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't even give me like a heads up on that one, nope. so I was like really hyped. So that was like a completely pure like reaction. <laughs> um, so my call out this week is from this band I discovered by listening to them in a coffee shop. Um, so I am a creature of habit. Every Sunday I go to a different coffee shop in the city and write uh, for about two hours. Um, I have coffee. I sit there, I write and I draw. Um, so this time I went to, um, La Colombe in, uh, the Wicker Park neighborhood of Chicago and I was just there chilling out and all of a sudden they switched from playing Miles Davis to playing this like really wispy folky band and I like wispy folky bands. (laughs) So I was already, so I was already in my feels. Um, (laughs) So I tried to Shazam it and it was so low that it didn't work. So I asked the barista, I was like, what are you playing? And she told me it was this band called Widow's Peak. Um, And, you know, it's like Widow's Peak or Widow Speak. You know, Mm -hmm. it's all the same. Um, And they're so clever. Yeah. (laughs) And the particular song that was playing was Stoned. And the thing about this song is, like, I'm a sucker for melody. I'm not exactly a lyrics person, but something about the lyrics in this song just kind of hit me. And I ended up listening to the rest of this album um, on the way back home. Um, And it was just uh, such a perfect album, but this song in particular, I felt, was, like, the peak of the album.
yeah, I um, I saw them live once, and uh, they're really great. I think there are a couple, or maybe our friends. I don't know, but it's a boy, but it's boy girl vocals, and those are always a sweet spot for me. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, definitely co-signed a call out for you. Like I just feel like I should be cuddled up under a blanket with like a hot chocolate mm. in the woods. Yes. In a cabin, uh, and like a bear is looking in the window at oh me. Oh my gosh, is it a share bear? It's a share bear. Of course it is. Oh my god. Disgusting. Yeah, so I think we did it. It's we another did it. episode. We did it. Episode 22. 22. 22. I can't believe we, we've made it. We keep going up in numbers. I don't know how this happens. I don't get why y'all are still listening, but we're really happy. <laughs> we're, we're very happy for you. And thanks, guys. Can't yeah. do this without you. Yeah, so we'll see you next week. Thanks. If you like what you heard on this last episode of the Open Ended Podcast, please give us a shout out on iTunes, either by rating us a five star so we can get higher in the charts or leaving a review. We really appreciate it. Until next time, keep things open ended.